0: Welcome, and thanks for listening to 9 in 10 News Focus, brought to you by Lake Effect Digital. I'm Kevin Essabaggers.
1: We've got even one chamber. That's our chance for the first time in my entire lifetime to showcase what Democrats and a Democratic agenda actually looks like when we've got, you know, one chamber and the governorship.
0: On Election Day, November 8th, Michigan turned a brighter shade of blue. Not everywhere, of course, but more voters statewide decided to go with the Democratic candidates for state office. Gretchen Whitmer won a second term as governor, defeating Republican challenger Tudor Dixon. Jocelyn Benson defeated Christina Caramo for secretary of state. And Attorney General Dana Nessel will keep her job as the state's top cop, beating out Republican Matthew DiPerno. And it did not stop there. Both the state House and Senate are now majority Democrat. It's a so-called trifecta, meaning one party in control of the legislative bodies and executive branch. It's pretty rare in Michigan, so much so, you wonder what Democrats will do with their newfound power and less resistance. They simply are not used to this. So let's find out. 9 intends Eric Lloyd caught up with Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson and Senator Mallory McMurrow to ask about the new state government. But first, the top of the ticket, Governor Gretchen
2: Whitmer. Did you truly believe that this was possible to get the, the trifecta and the proposals passed?
3: I, we haven't seen anything like this probably in over 40 years. So, you know, I think we were very confident that the work we've done um, resonated with people. We heard it all across the state. We got into every community. But to win all of the top constitutional offices, all three ballot initiatives, and both the House and Senate was, um, you know, kind of historic. What
2: do you think was a, a big difference? Do you think it was the, the, the turnout we saw, especially in the, in the college town?
3: Well, we were thrilled to see so many pe- young people turn out, and it's a shame that people had to stand in line as long as they did, but we're glad that they did. I think, you know, this is a resounding endorsement of a, an agenda that is focused on making people's lives better, ensuring people have got opportunity to get skills, and so then can get good-paying jobs, wrapping our kids with the educational supports they need to get back on track, and doing... Fundamentals like fixing roads and cleaning up water infrastructure.
2: And now, uh, seeing Michigan flip fully blue, that's not something we're seeing nationwide. So, I mean, what does that say about Michigan? I mean, are we ahead of the curve? Or are we just a little different? Like, why is why is Michigan kind of bucking the national trend?
3: <laughs> I'm not a national pundit, so I can't tell you. All I can tell you is, you know, our agenda has really been focused on creating an opportunity for every person in the state, every community, respecting and protecting every person under the law. And, really staying focused on meeting fundamental needs and helping people get ahead and so I don't know what's going on in all the other states I can just tell you I'm excited about the prospect of continuing to land good paying jobs and help our our people get skills and lure talent here and keep them here and get our kids back on track
2: and I know you probably don't want to do strategy for the other side but you kind of see these decisions are the this election kind of a rebuke of kind of the extreme right push that we've been seeing that kind of has fractured the other party. And maybe this can be a bounce back with a party that you might be able to work with a little bit better.
3: You know, we've always said we'll work with anyone who's actually serious about solving problems. And I was pleased that Mrs. Dixon called to concede this morning. I think it's important for us to move on to the next chapter and to respect the will of the people. And so I was very pleased about that. But we're going to stay focused. You know, we've got a, a 60 days, you know, less than 60 days left in this term and then a new term to begin and uh, a budget to write and lame duck to navigate. So I think that there's a lot of work ahead. It doesn't, we don't slow down. Um, we just got to keep moving forward.
2: And then going off that lame duck, what, what's it going to look like now that uh, the clock is ticking for when uh, the blue side takes over?
3: We will see. Stay tuned, Eric, we'll keep you busy. Okay. And since it is something we haven't seen
2: in 40 years, I wasn't alive, a lot of people weren't alive, what is it going to look like with Democrats in control and being able to kind of work their agenda?
3: Well, I think that, you know, we will stay focused on the things that we've been working on for the last four years. We're making real progress. But now is the time to take it to the next level. We know that if Michigan's not competing and winning this decade, we run the risk of being left behind for a generation. We've made great strides. We've laid the foundation. Now it's time to put our foot on the accelerator.
2: Do you does it come I'm sure you're relieved and happy and everything, but does it come with a little bit more pressure because now there are no excuses? You have you have the power, you have four years to get it done.
3: Well, we're excited. You know, we've got a, a small majority in both chambers of the Senate and the House, first time in decades, and so I think this is a opportunity for us to really set an agenda and make some of that generational. Um, change that that will really help people get ahead in Michigan for for years and years to come
2: and then finally you said uh, Miss Dixon uh, conceded the race It's been an issue that you've been worried about the respecting the will there's been election issues Kind of do you foresee anything coming the next few weeks as people kind of push back and then is it going to? Make it easier to try to work with people now that you are kind of holding the power
3: I think, you know, the result speaks for itself. I think it's time to move on to certification. We'll get that done and then just continue to move forward. That is how things are supposed to work. I'm glad to see that, you know, we've got candidates who recognize that and are are willing to understand the will of the people and and make a concession and then move forward, and that's exactly what we're going to do.
0: Also returning to Lansing, as Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson took time to answer her questions about the election and what lies ahead. And keep in mind, this is at the Democratic watching party in Detroit on election night as they were winning, so there is some celebratory music in the background, but it's worth checking in with the Secretary of State.
2: I mean, uh, uh, the election was run so smoothly, it seems like, across. We had a turnout much larger than we expected. Just kind of, what does that say about the way things are going?
3: Uh, that you know, our elections are smooth, secure, because we've got professionals all across the state engaged in making sure that's the case. The other thing I saw today was that people were so proud to work at the polls, and we saw high turnout as well. of Voters being excited to vote, so it was really a great day for democracy. We see yeah, one of the highest turnout elections in our state's history for, mid-term, for a midterm. So good stuff all around, and you know I'm really proud of the way that so many professionals in the field and saw we ensured we had smooth elections. And then you've uh, said
2: it up there many times. you said it this time, democracy is on the ballot. Yeah. How much do you feel
3: like... I it got yeah. yeah, I think you know this. You really are seeing not just in Michigan, but across the country in many ways, a victory of truth over lies and facts over conspiracy theories and real results over you know fake promises. So we're going to continue just trying to make government work better for everyone, and I I'm gratified to have the support of the voters to keep doing that. All right, thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks,
0: Finally, Senator Mallory McMurro, who came to prominence earlier this year when she gave an impassioned speech on the state Senate floor, refuting lies in her opponent's campaign material, basically calling her a groomer of children. She's now about to work in a Michigan Senate controlled by her own party.
2: How much of a difference would it make if the Senate is in her favor that she, we haven't seen in four years? Oh, it's going to
1: make a huge difference because so far the dynamic has been the governor introduces her legislative priorities, her budget priorities, and then the Republican legislature has been really negotiating against her. If we've got even one chamber, that's our chance for the first time in my entire lifetime to showcase what Democrats and a Democratic agenda actually looks like when we've got you know one chamber in the governorship.
2: What, for you, what do you foresee in this uh, coming up uh, lame duck session that uh, we have a lot of surplus left over? What kind of a difference could we see depending which way things go in the governor's race?
1: You know, I've already uh, heard that the Republican majority doesn't want to call that many session days. So I think that's a good indicator that we're on the right track on the other side of the aisle.
2: Uh, and then I just kind of, being in a safer race, what has it been like being out there helping others and trying to do that or flip the center?
1: It's been really exciting. I've been all over the, sea, uh, the state, I've been stumping for at least a dozen other candidates, and there's just so much energy from Grand Rapids to Midland to Macomb, uh, and it, it feels really good. It feels like we've got great candidates, we're putting in a lot of groundwork, and it's great to be able to step up and help out.
2: And our early numbers are showing that it's very good voter turnout for a midterm. What does that mean? just? Being, getting people engaged in kind of the future as we go.
1: It's such an exciting sign. I think I was really worried and I think a lot of people were that with all the hate and vitriol and fear mongering that we would just see people check out and start to distrust the process and think their vote doesn't matter. If early results are showing anything with turnout, it's the exact opposite. People are engaged. We're seeing people show up. Uh, Same-day registration at Michigan State and U of M. We're seeing people turn out in huge numbers at all the polling places that I stopped at. So I think that's a really good sign for where we're at in Michigan. Now you've been spending some time
0: on the national political scene, you know, over this year. Um, if Democrats have a good night tonight, if you know that you have able to hold on your top officers even took control of the Senate. We're seeing a shift in Republican power in Congress that's increasingly likely. Can you talk to me about what is working here in Michigan that maybe isn't happening elsewhere?
1: Yeah, this has been the argument that I've been trying to make for the past year is how Michigan goes, the rest of the country is gonna go. And in Michigan We have a lot of really powerful engaging women at the top of the ticket that you don't see elsewhere. We have been leaning in and addressing issues um, proactively instead of waiting for things to happen. Abortion being a great example where we introduced legislation as early as 2019 to repeal the 1931 law, replace it, effectively codify Roe, then you follow with the governor's lawsuit, uh, the ballot proposal, we are out ahead of things where it feels like nationally, Democrats may have been waiting to be reactive. Uh, And I think that's really sent a signal to voters that. That we are candidates who are actually fighting for you, not just waiting to see what the other side is going to do.
0: And if you're able to maintain power in the Senate, you know, or shift to democratic power, what will your priorities be? What do you think the priorities for your caucus will be?
1: So I mean, we've got 40 years of an agenda that's been in waiting. I think first and foremost, especially given the type of climate that we're in right now, we have to protect the basics. We have to protect voting rights. We have to repeal the 1931 law because if Dobbs taught us anything. It's nothing is for sure. So even if Prop 3 passes, it's in the state constitution, let's make sure we get the abortion ban off the books. And then we build from there. Let's make sure we are protecting education funding, fully funding education, making sure we're not privatizing our education, making sure this is a state that protects our water, clean energy, creates job opportunities for everybody.
0: Do you think that with uh, democratic sort of, you know, dominance in Washington over the past couple of years, despite the race of the majority, there's been sort of an a inaction that uh, Americans want to see more done with power that
1: they have you know i think it's a it's a mix because if you look at president biden's record i think that he has accomplished a lot more than i think a a lot of democrats even thought he would be able to given the razor-thin margin especially in the senate Uh, here in michigan it's been the exact opposite where i know the republicans love to lay blame on governor whitmer but they've been in charge for 40 years so it gives us a lot more leverage on the state level to really chart our own path and, and pave a new way forward.
0: If Democrats have a good night tonight, will it be because Michigan was able to local, localize their politics in a way other states could not?
1: Oh, 100 percent. All politics is local. I think there's always the national trends, but then we have great candidates who are true to every single one of their districts who are running campaigns that are unique to their district that aren't cookie cutter. And that's what people are looking for is who's the best person to represent me at home.
0: The new legislative session will begin in January. Thanks to Eric Lloyd for the interviews, and thank you for listening. I hope you'll join me again as we take a closer look at issues in the news affecting northern Michigan. 9 in 10 News Focus is brought to you by Lake Effect Digital.